This week, we're going to do another book review. It's book review number three, and it's a real good one this week. This week, I'm doing one on a guy called Darren Hardy, and his book is called The Compound Effect. Now, I'm going to warn you beforehand, this is a self-help book. And so if you're British and you're listening or watching, you're immediately going to think, what a twat. Because there's this cynical British attitude that we have whenever anyone puts themselves out there and says, about, talks about self-help or success, motivational speaking, self-improvement. We're immediately going to put them down and slate them, especially if they're Americans. And to be fair, Darren Hardy is one of these guys. He's a motivational speaker. He's got lots of videos on online and on YouTube. And he will get in front of the audience and say, you can do anything you put your mind to. I'm going to make you a millionaire. Not quite like that, but he, he is one of those guys. So we have got that immediate negativity, um, us, us Brits, towards that sort of thing. Nevertheless, I approached the book with a very positive, open mind. And I really, really enjoyed it. I'm not scared of reading a self-help book in the slightest. Any edge I can get, I want to I wanna read it and absorb it and take it in. So who is this guy, Darren Hardy? Well, he was in real estate. That's where he made his mega bucks. And now he's the founder of a magazine called Success Magazine, which basically interviews top CEOs, business people, major athletes, and ask for their tips and tricks on how they become so successful and interviews them, ask for their story. But before all of that, as Darren Hardy was growing up, he had a mentor called Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn is some sort of legend, Yoda-like character in America who was the sort of founder of success theory and motivational speaking. And Darren Hardy studied him. And... That was a huge influence in him. To sum up this book, I would say the compound effect is, I'm going to delve a bit deeper, but in summary, what I can take from it is that it's the small, seemingly insignificant choices that eventually lead to habits that will either make you or break you. I really like in this book how Darren Hardy at the very, very start says there's no shortcut. I'm not going to sell you a shortcut or a gimmick or some sort of secret formula that's been locked away for decades. He simply says that this is hard work over time will bring about whatever success you want. There's no bollocks. There's no sort of social media immediate success. It, you, we're living in a time where you're constantly seeing the highlights of everyone's lives on Instagram or Facebook and they're showing off their achievements and you've got shows on TV like X Factor which give people immediate fame and success and this luckily goes against all of that and says that it's it's a long slog basically. The example he uses in the first chapter is he uses an example of three fictitious characters let's call them Scott, Larry and Brad I really like this example. Scott is a bloke who starts making positive changes in his life, in his day-to-day. -day. He's going to exercise for half an hour more every single day. And he's also going to read 10 pages of a good, positive, educational book every morning. Larry is Larry. He doesn't want to get any better. He doesn't want to get any worse. 
he's just happy to flatline it across. He's not going to make any changes in his life. He wants to stay the same. Then you've got bloke number three. Let's call him Brad. And Brad starts making negative choices, bad choices in his day-to-day -day life. He installs a mini bar in his living room. He installs a big widescreen TV and he starts experimenting with his deep fat fryer that he's just bought for the kitchen. What Darren Hardy says is that for the first year, two years, you can't see the effect of any of these positive or negative choices of these three friends. And these three friends or these three blokes still just look exactly the same as how they started off. They all just look the same. But it's only after year three, maybe even year four, once you've added in time, that you eventually see huge results. Scott, who made the positive choices, has started, he started off exercising for half an hour every day. Now he's started exercising for a full hour every day and he's joined a running club. He's eating uh, healthier foods and the reading that he started doing every morning, well, he's now read hundreds of books and he started reading in the evening instead of watching TV. This means he's more knowledgeable. It's led to him getting a promotion at work. He's sleeping better. He started his own business on the side. And his relationship with his girlfriend as a result of all of this has never been better and they're about to go and buy a house and live happily ever after. Larry, Larry would like to be better than he is, but he hasn't changed anything about his daily habits. And so he is still exactly the same as he was at the start. We've all been there. Or well, I've definitely been there or I am there now and things aren't getting better for me. Things aren't getting really worse for me. I want them to get better for me. Um, and in this example, Larry hasn't made any changes to his habits. So he's exactly the same. Brad had the negative habits. He installed the mini bar, as you know. He's drinking too much. That means he's been hungover. He's been late to work a number of times now. He's probably going to get sacked. His widescreen TV is lovely and he's even installed Netflix, but he's watching too much shit on TV instead of spending quality time with his messes. Also, the fatty foods that he's eating in the kitchen are making him fat. He doesn't want to exercise as a result of that as the quality of sleep is suffering and Brad is on his way to a massive crash. Chapter 2 called choices. Darren Hardy likes to link everything to choices. And it's hard to disagree with him because what is there in life other than choices? The daily choices that you make define who you are. But something interesting is, as he said in the start of this chapter about choices, is people don't usually intentionally make bad choices. And if you are forced to really sit down and review your day and ask if you were happy with every choice you made that day there'd probably be a lot of things that you'd change you wouldn't have reached for that sugary snack when you were feeling uh, tired in the afternoon you wouldn't have sprouted a um you wouldn't have shouted snapped at your colleague an emotional response which you would have preferred to have thought about for a while um you would have gone to the gym instead of just feeling sluggish all afternoon so people don't usually intentionally make these bad choices, but they're in fact just on autopilot. And it's been said that you're actually on autopilot for 90% of your day. You're just doing what you know. Your body and your mind is just constantly referring to whatever it knows. 
whatever the habit, habit is. Darren goes on to say that he is so Darren is so convinced that of the power of day-to-day -day choices that he'd even go as far to state major th events in your life, such as bankruptcy or divorce or obesity. These sort of major problems are actually the result of a series of smaller day-to-day -day choices that you've made that have, that have eventually led to that massive problem. But the problem that people have is that they can't see the results of what they're doing straight away. If you eat a donut, you're not gonna suddenly balloon into an obese person or drop dead of a heart attack. If you don't talk through an issue with your girlfriend or wife, you're not immediately gonna get a divorce there and then. Or if you neglect to put in the extra hours on a Friday afternoon, you start doing that every afternoon at your business you could eventually your business is going to suffer a, as a result of that and so what Dan's saying here is everything can be linked back to choices and it's very difficult to disagree with much of this book it's almost like you're reading it and there's no sort of massive aha moment um, Alan Partridge moment but there's no massive aha moment where you think I did not know that. It's more just reminding you of what you already know and thinking, fuck, he's, he's, he's right. How can he be wrong? That's choices. And the best part of that chapter about choices is, or the most important part that Darren Hardy talks about is taking 100% ownership. Because who makes your choices? There's no one else. It would be absurd to say that anyone else in your life makes choices. You are the person in your life who makes your choices. No one else can make them for you. You can't blame someone else for, for, for where you are in life or point your finger at someone else. You have made every single choice in your own, in your own brain. So you've got to take 100% ownership for where you are and your choices. He's also a big fan of, Darren likes to track whatever choices he's making. So he has a little scorecard and if it's his choice to drink two liters of water per day, read for half an hour, half an hour exercise, um, five extra calls at his work. He'll have a scorecard and he'll tick off these choices every single day to track which ones he's achieving and which ones he's not. I need to try that with money because I'm, I'm thinking I spend a lot of money on stuff I just don't need and I should track where I'm spending my money. Chapter three is about habits and Firstly, we probably want to ask, what are habits? I usually want to think about how do habits come about? And what Darren Hardy's saying here is that your habits are the result of your choices, which if done repetitively and over time, eventually become your habits. They become that autopilot that we were talking about earlier. And this can work for you or against you. It can work against you if at three o'clock on one lovely autumn afternoon, your blood sugar levels are low and you reach for the biscuit tin. But then you do that again the next day and before you know it, it's the end of the week, you're out of biscuits and you're refilling the tin. 
and next afternoon it happens again and again and so on. Eventually, you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're just on autopilot. Every afternoon it's tea and bickies. That's your habit. It's a shit one, but that is your habit. Merriam-Webster defines habit this way. An acquired mode of behaviour that has come that has become nearly or completely involuntary. The perfect example I think is probably brushing your teeth. That's a perfect example of a good habit. You want to maintain dental hygiene, so you want to brush your teeth morning and evening, but you don't really think about it. Some sort of switch goes off in your head and you're not consciously thinking, what, what haven't I done this morning? Having to think about it for five minutes, you just straight away, you do it. And that's a good positive habit. Remember 95% autopilot habit and it's up to you to condition your autopilot and we'll talk more about that in a sec Darren Hardy says I've met and worked with many great achievers CEOs and superstars and I can tell you they all share one common trait they all have good habits that's not to say they don't have bad habits they do but not many. A daily routine built on good habits is the difference that separates the most successful amongst us from everyone else. So although we have established habits, we can decide to change them. And you can, he talks in here about how you can go from a terrible autopilot that makes you fat and useless to a good autopilot, a positive autopilot that makes good choices, but not just one-off good choices. It makes them so often that you're not having to think about it. So how do we change our habits? First thing to know is that changing a habit is incredibly hard, especially if it's a habit that you've had all your life or you've had for a long time. You can imagine someone who's smoked for a long time I know nicot nicotine is addictive, but smoking is still a habit. It's very difficult to come off it. Or perhaps if you wanted to install pos positive habits and you were told that the very best thing for you to do to achieve success is to wake up at five o'clock every morning and have an ice cold shower. To jump into that habit is very difficult. So you need to find what Darren Hardy talks about here is your why power. Why is it? you want to achieve what you want to achieve. Now I'm doing this video, I'm doing weekly videos from now until I'm a multimillionaire businessman. And the reason I'm doing that is among many other reasons. I want to do it for my daughter and show my daughter that anything is possible. I want to prove people wrong. I want to have financial freedom. I want to make these videos so that when I am a multimillionaire, I can then do something with all these all this video resources that I've made or give it to people who people can watch it if they're interested in business or they want to see my story or maybe my grandkids or whatever that's my why power so you firstly got to find your why power why it is you want to change a habit because remember it's incredibly difficult to do so and what Darren Hardy also talks about is putting it down on paper getting down on paper what your why is what your why power is and be clear about why exactly it is you want to do it and he's a big fan he goes into here about how you should set goals how to set goals effectively if you're if you're sailing a ship the ship's always got to have a destination to sail to and many people in life 
as he says here, and as I probably agree with, just do not have that goal or that place that they're heading towards. They've never got clear in their head exactly what they want from life and where they're going. So their ship is just hasn't even set sail. The sail's not even up. The ship's just out at sea, not knowing where it's going. Have your why, have your goals set, and head in one direction towards them. Positive choices over time lead to successful habits. And those successful habits over time lead to success in whatever area you're trying to get the success in. That's essentially what Darren Hardy's saying in this chapter. There's a really good bit in here as well about acknowledging negative habits. And he he's his my favourite one of them is running what he calls a vice check. And that is where if you suspect if you suspect a habit in your day-to-day -day -day activity to actually not be serving you well, say for example you love coffee but you're drinking too much coffee, you're drinking six, seven cups a day and you think this, this has got out of hand, I need to curb this, run a vice check, see if you can go a day completely without it. And if you really, really struggle, you go cold turkey on that day, you've probably got a problem. So Darren Hardy likes to run vice checks on himself if he thinks he is drinking too much wine, he'll probably go a day without wine. And then maybe two days without wine. And then after that, build himself up to going a week or a month completely without wine. And at that point he can say, right, fuck you wine. I know I can do without you. Now I'm gonna let you come back into my life a little bit. But he likes to run these vice checks. Ways to bring about positive habits. Public display of accountability public display of accountability so doing something saying to, telling your friends and family I am gonna quit smoking or I am gonna quit drinking I am gonna do a triathlon next year and if I don't this is my forfeit putting yourself out there and saying you're gonna do something similar to what I'm doing here now you're watching the business a journey through business with me Jack Golden and I have said I've got a lot of criticism and piss-taking from doing this but I've actually gone on YouTube and podcasts and I'm saying I am going to be a multi-millionaire business person. That's what I want to be and I'm putting it out there and I'm, I'm going to hold myself accountable every single week in, in these videos. These shitty videos at the moment. Another thing Darren Hardy says here is you've got to be happy when something's hard. And I love this because how he turns it, he says, be happy if you're finding something very, very difficult that means your competitors are also finding it difficult. And if you stick with it, let them quit and you progress. <coughs> I really like that bit. Next chapter is called Big Mo. And we're not talking about Big Mo Farah, the long distance runner. Darren Hardy is talking about Big Mo momentum. And basically what he's saying in, in, in that chapter or what I could take from it is that the start of changing a habit or the start of really progressing in any area of your life is that's going to be the most difficult time you're going to see the slowest results and you've it, it's going to take so much effort you imagine if someone is a couch potato lazy fat fucker on the sofa every day fatty foods, has never exercised, has never bent down to pick up a pen, nothing. 
You just imagine how hard it would be for that person to become a very athletic triathlon um, runner, long distance runner, active person, healthy meals every night, sports clubs, swimming. That is going to be so difficult to, to that initial stage of getting them off their ass and out in the outdoors walking and then, and then eventually jogging. That is the most difficult stage. But he uses the example of a, of a merry-go-round in a park and you know how you're pulling, if you've got children like me, after you're pulling the merry-go-round, the, the roundabout, sorry, you're pulling it and the initial bit to get it moving is the hardest bit. But once you've got it spinning, you can just tap it every now and again and it's, it's whirring round at a rate of knots. The next chapter is called Influences. And there's many influences that you're taking. You're, you're being influenced by what you're watching, by what you're reading, by who you're spending a lot of your time with. And so he really stresses that if you're giving yourself the negativity of, so he's not a big fan of watching the news because he believes that most of the stuff on the news is negative and is going to put you in a bad mood and talk about all the uncertainty and negative things that are happening around the world. So Darren Hardy recommends you steer clear of the news and you instead fill your head with positive stories. Maybe he's plugging his success magazine here, but he says, says instead, fill your head with positive success stories that are going to make you feel good and educate you. Um, he also talks about the threat who you're hanging around with. And I agree with him that your friends are a big influence, but I slightly disagree with Darren in the end of this chapter. He talks about how if your friends are not serving you well, you need to completely cut them out of your life. Um, I don't know if maybe he mis misinterpretation of the chapter here, but I would strongly disagree with Darren on this one. If your friends aren't serving you to getting you to where you want to be, it's my opinion that you don't have to cut them out of your life, but you simply need to have a different mindset to them when it comes to whatever you want to achieve. Um, unless they're having a profoundly negative impact on your, on your emotional state and, and, and your ability to, to function, I, I don't agree with Darren Hardy in completely cutting people out. But anyway, he talks about people, influences can come from various uh, areas. Maybe it's someone, I've been influenced by Darren Hardy. I'm going to read this book again probably every year from to keep reminding me about the book. And you can take influences from various sources. If it's YouTube, if it's your favourite programme, you like watching The Apprentice with Alan Sugar like I do. New season on now. It's really, really exciting. And that's influences. Last chapter, well, penultimate chapter is called Acceleration, which is where he basically talks about doing the extra 10%, going the extra mile, doing the unexpected and uh, really pushing things forward. He gives the example of one of his friends was about to undergo a phone interview for his dream job. Um, and they were gonna call him, I think actually they were gonna call him via Skype. And he rang Darren up and said, have you got any advice for me? And Darren Hardy said, why can't you just turn up in their office and conduct the interview face to face? And his friend says, no, I can't do that. That's, that's too much hassle. He said, fuck me, this is your dream job even if it's the other side of america you need to get on a plane and you need to turn up in person and get interviewed in person and that's the way that you'll get the job anyway this friend of his said no nah, i'm all right i'll do the skype interview and we'll start off there and if they like me then i might pop over there later anyway didn't get the job 
but he's using the example, you know, if you go above and beyond whatever expect, uh, whatever anyone expected of you, that's to really accelerate your results and stand out. As I look forward, I like my first self-help. I liked reading my first self-help book. I'm going to read more. I'm going to read the one about Anthony Robbins. And I think I'm getting a bit more in, interested in the whole sort of mindset and mindfulness and psychology of things. And so this won't be my last self-help-ish book review that I'll do. I'm going to finish off with a paragraph from Darren Hardy. When you're committed to making moment-to-moment -moment positive choices, despite the lack of visible or instant results, the compound effect will catapult you to heights that will astound you, bewilder your friends, family and your competition.